Welcome back to Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter too, with your hosts Ashton and Alex. And welcome back to our final episode of season one. Of season freaking one, we did, did it. Yes. No, twenty five episodes over the course of That's seven smart. months. Yes. Seven months. We've read a lot. We've watched some good movies, we've seen some good plays, been to some good concerts. We've done a lot this year. We have. We have. And so this episode is kind of just our recap, kind of talking to you guys about if we finished series, if we tweaked anything from our original episodes. And some fun little new things, some updates, some questions. And I even have a little surprise for Ash at the end. Oh, gosh. All right. It's potion time. And I don't think there's a better choice for a potion to end season one than a bottle of bubbles. And the bottle I've selected is Kava Sutra by Tony Arez. And this label, I think, perfectly pairs with our pod because we like to talk about smutty books a lot. And guess what? This is a very smutty artwork label because it's aptly named Kava Sutra. It's a great bottle of brut, good f- drink by itself if you prefer a drier, sparkling wine. Also, brutes are wonderful to make mimosas out of. So I definitely recommend checking out this bottle at your local wine store. Even if you don't drink, just look at the artwork. It is delightful. And also treat yourself to the little story on the back label as well, because freaking fantastic. So... Here's to season one of Emotions and Potions. Here's to Ashton. Here's to me. And here's to you, our listeners. So let's get into this. Yeah, what are we What are we doing first? What are we talking about first? So let's get into the reading updates. The Lies episode. Did we read book two and did we like it? And a reminder, Cruel Lies was like a mafia, secret society, College. young adult shit show (laughs) it was a shit show but yes we did finish the series and it's still a hate letter for me and i would probably change my overall i think i gave it a love for a standalone because i think this was one that we had different opinions on i think so but i think after reading the second one i am with you there was just too much stuff with like the mafia secret society that just like it was the same thing I think if she got rid of one, it would have been a lot better. It would have been a lot better. I mean, the plot twists throughout that book were good. There were things that I didn't see coming. Like, I didn't see who killed the main character's, like, sister. Which is, you don't find out in book one. You find that out in book two. You find that out in book two. All the questions I had from book one did get answered in book two. I just didn't fully enjoy the ride. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't my favorite. No, it was not by any means a bad book. And it's funny when I wound up doing that Ashen's Mafia recommendations and went to your Goodreads. I saw you like a lot of Faith Summer's books. Yeah, I think I've read other stuff from her. So I'm interested to read other things from her, looking at your Goodreads and maybe picking one of your five stars from her. Oh, dude, I don't know. Sorry, I just went to Goodreads. I don't know why we did Pearl Lies. This Dark Syndicate series is so 
flipping good. Yeah, I literally gave it five stars, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the whole series is... I think it was so you had something new to read, too, is why we picked it. Yeah. Definitely 10 out of 10 recommend Faith Summers' Dark Syndicate series. If you're looking for, like, a good mafia series, fantastic. The Never After series. So we did the second book for the podcast, Scarred. At the time, I hadn't read the first one, and you did. Hooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have since read it, loved it. I haven't read the third book that's currently out, Wretched. It's a Wizard of Oz. Retelling. I need to, but I have pre-ordered the fourth book. Yeah, so I've also, I've read Hooked before, Scarred, but I have not read the third book yet. Sometimes I'm weird. If I really, really like a series, I either blow through it, especially like if they're all already out, I have no control. I will just continuously just go to the next book. No shame. But like with the Never After series, with it being kind of in the process, it's not a completed series. So like I've obviously read Hooked, then I read Scarred, and then Wretched wasn't out yet. When I have a series that's like still in the works, and I really like it, sometimes I don't want to read them because I don't want them to be, like, over. Does that make sense? It's weird. At least with the Never After series, each book is a standalone versus it, like, being like the Katie Roberts. Right. This series where they all are interconnected. Right. And I think that's why I probably also haven't read it yet, just because I know it's a whole new story. But I know, like, I love Emily McIntyre. Like, her writing is phenomenal it's just like one of those that i'm like sitting on because i just like don't want to read all of them yet (laughs) i feel that i did read her collab writing book with savar miller that was really good what was that called be still my heart i really liked that one okay i have not read that one but i'm pretty sure that is a kindle unlimited it is a kindle unlimited big fan of both of those authors though Emily McIntyre, and Savar Miller. So let's get into H.D. Carlton updates. Yes, and H.D. Carlton was hunting and haunting Adeline. We did read the prequel novella, Satan's Affair. Which is in Sibby's point of view. Loved it. Dark and twisted and fucked up. So good. So, so, so good. And exciting news, because now, like, we follow H.D. Carlton on, like, everything. Sibby's getting her own two books duet, and then the Basilisk Brothers, they're going to get books, and so is Rio. He's getting a book. So if you really liked Haunting and Hunting Adeline, there's going to be more books coming in that world, and I'm so excited. So excited. And then I did buy her newest book, Does It Hurt? Haven't read it yet. But I own it. Yeah. And I will say with the casting, so after this episode aired, I had kind of like an epiphany. And Sibby, real life Sibby, gives me Melanie Martinez. Like just her aesthetic, like her dollhouse album, just her look, how she like holds herself. I'm like, she is the real world Sibby. I mean, that album is also, I feel like. Carnival. And, yeah. like, circus-themed. Yes. I feel like Sibby's soundtrack for life. Yes. Like, when Sibby's books come out, 
if it were to be made into a movie or a TV show, Melanie Martinez should be the composer because like her vibe just, oh my God. You're not wrong. And also I had an epiphany with Adeline, with my casting. And I think the perfect representation of Adeline is Brielle Bierman from Bravo. She's on reality TV with her mom. So her just like her look, everything is just like what I think Adeline would look like. So I just wanted to update kind of my casting and my city. Yeah. Yeah. The Dirty Dom series. Yeah. So this was a Willow Winters series and i think there's like six or seven books we did book number one yep we both did finish the series i liked it i liked it too it was kind of a besides the very last book the last book was kind of out there but all the other ones it's pretty mild as far as mafia it's not like super super dark but it does have mafia yes yes and good intro into dark romance i think yeah it gets heavier as it goes on, but, like, it's a good build. Yeah, and I I liked every book. I thought every book was very different, even though it was the same family and it was the same type of, you know, universe and world. I think that Willow did a really good job at making each book different from the others. So I would recommend, if you like Dirty Dom, to continue the series, because, honestly, I think it, it gets better. It does get better. Some Tessa Bailey book updates. So we did Owned by Fate, which is a series, and then Hook, Line, Sinker, Sinker, which is also part of a different series. Yeah. Did you start reading any more of the Owned by Fate books? Negative. I have not started, even though I think that book number two I would really like, because I, I, I feel like I would like their dynamic a lot better, the brother and the best friend of the people in book one, but no. And I, I haven't, haven't gotten past book four. Book four is where I've ended and there's still more crazy oh my god and then i also have not read it happened one summer which is the first book in the hook line sinker bellinger sisters duet yeah i haven't read the first one it definitely is still on my like to read it's it's still on my radar didn't we decide we were gonna do that book for season two yes yes so a little teaser little drop you should expect it happened one summer in season two. It's also being turned into a movie. A movie. So I am excited about that one. And I think I would like that. I just haven't read it yet. And Sierra Simone, we did Priest and Midnight Mass as an episode. Have we continued with that series or have we read any more of her books? So I have not continued with the series, uh, which isn't that surprising. I don't think... I, I wasn't really a huge fan of the first one, but I also have not read any other things from her, but I know that you recently have. Yes, so I've started the new Camelot series, which is American Queen, American Prince, and American King. I've read the first two books. Oh, you've, you've read the first two? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm about to start the third one. I'm eh on it. There's some things in this new Camelot series that are just rubbing you the wrong way. I don't care for it. And it's not the thruple dynamic. It's some other little things. Like a little incesty and a little groomy. 
Ugh. And those are like hard no's. Yeah. Hard no's. But I've also committed time, so I'm going to finish the series because I can't DNF things. It's just three though, right? Yeah. And you've already read two. Yeah. Might as well finish the series. Hopefully the third one might turn around. Who knows? For you. I don't know. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Never King series by Nikki St. Crow. We are totally caught up with that series. Uh, we didn't stop reading those. And I think that's something that we mentioned on the episode that we read the ones that were out. And then I think the third or fourth one was released recently. Yeah. It, right. I think it released right after we recorded the first episode. So we've, we've read it. Yeah. We're, we're up to date on, on that series. Waiting for book four. Waiting patiently, counting down the days. I need, I need book four. Harley LaRue, her soul to take and her soul for revenge. Still waiting on Soul of a Witch. I want that book so bad. I know. It should be releasing in December at some point. Maybe. Maybe. Or early New Year. But yeah, still really holding out for that one. I do want to read... The Dare and the Losers. Yes, me too. Those have been getting some hype. Yeah. And it's like a reverse harem, dark, enemies to lovers. The Dare is a novella, right? Mm -hmm. That then leads into the Losers. Yeah, that's one on my radar as well. I really like Harley LaRue as an author. So good. (laughs) So good. Even though I gave her soul to take a hate letter. Soul for Revenge was just freaking perfect. I think the whole series is perfect. <laughs> Scarlet St. Clair, the second book for Queen of Myth and Monsters, we got that as an arc. Through NetGalley. So we have read book two, and it broke us. It broke us. <laughs> just like we predicted. We won't give any spoilers other than we're broken. Yeah, and now we just have a long-ass wait <laughs> for book three. And it's, yeah, I just, like, can't think about it. I just have to, like, put it to the back of my head because that book fucked me up. So that book comes out in December. So let us know if you want us to do an episode of that in season two since we've already read it. And when season two starts, it will be out for everybody. Company of Fiends, the follow-up book to... Rooksgrave Manor. Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. I have not read it yet. It's also one that is on my radar, and it's on Kindle Limited. I have no excuse. Same. Like, I feel like I've done pretty good, like, following up with things I've said I was going to read. Um, but not that one. Not that one. No. And I want to, because I think that it would be, it's, it's going to be a good read and a good book. It's just... Monster romances, I have to be in a very specific mood, which right now it's literally three days till Halloween, four days till Halloween, so it's the perfect time. But will I? Probably not <laughs> for spooky season. I know what we got three days left. <laughs> it would have been a good time to read in October, but I will get to it eventually. And the spooky season can continue into November. Yeah, spooky season is a state of mind. I'm, I stay in it. <laughs> Our musicals. Our yes. play journeys. Our play journey. We just started that, actually. It's been fun. It has. I've gone to the second one. Unfortunately, Ash had 
to go to a wedding, so I went without her. Sad. Yeah. But it was Annie. You've already seen Annie yeah. before, so. I've seen, like, uh, movie Annie. I've seen Annie. I've, I've been in an Annie play myself when I was, like, in the early 2000s. Yeah, I was a theater kid for a very short amount of time in my youth youth. And Annie was the summer play that I was a part of. I definitely played an orphan. <laughs> Not Annie. <laughs> Orphan number 25. <laughs> so I'm good on Annie, but I'm very, very, very excited for the rest of the shows. I think it's a very strong lineup. Yeah, and the next one we go to is Hairspray. Yep, and all of those will come out in season two kind of sporadically as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely you'll you'll see those come up. Yeah, and let us know how you're enjoying that change of pace. Okay, so now that we've kind of gone through our book or reading updates, we kind of came up with some fun little segments. I don't really know what to call them. Um, Questions to recap and deep dive into the books we read for the season. Yeah. So what's the first kind of thing that we're doing? Book boyfriends. Our top three. Yeah, top three book boyfriends from the books we've read season one. So my number one. My number one book boyfriend, Eros, from Electric Idol. Yeah, he did. My little fixer. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> Unhealthily. Yeah. Book boyfriend number one. Who's like, who's your top? I'm going to have to take Fox from Hookline Singer. That's a good one. Fox is a good one. So I think my next one is going to be... Zane from Her Soul for Revenge. <laughs> Daddy Zane. Yes, yes, yes. All about it. Oh. All right. Since you've drafted him, I'm going to then take... I'm going to take Adrian from King of Battle and Blood, even though after reading Queen of Myth and Monsters, I don't know if I would keep him. Really? Yes and no. I don't know. I'm, I'm very conflicted with him. At the moment, because of book two, again, I'm broken. Okay. But putting book two aside, Adrian. And I think my my third book boyfriend would be Riot from The Ritual. Yeah. My third one, Daddy Pike. I knew you were going to do Pike. <laughs> I knew you would. So with your book boyfriends, did you pick them based on like their vibe in the book or like the aesthetic of how they're like depicted or was it kind of a little bit of both a bit of both and then also I was kind of treating this as like a draft like if you picked one he was off limits to me (laughs) and I will say my runner-up my sub my on the bench ready to sub in Vane from the Never King (laughs) and my sub is Bash Okay. <laughs> yeah, those boys are just a piece of me. Sweet. That was fun. Let us know who your top pick boyfriends of the books that we've read. If if you've read all of them or if you have your favorites, let us know. I'd be curious. Okay, so which female lead character do you want to be in a more realistic sense? And like then contemporary books versus our dark books. Because obviously... No one wants to be Adeline. <laughs> like, realistically. If I could only look like her. Sure. <laughs> and if I could have Z, 
but without Ooh. all the little stuff. I know. I know. There's oh. a lot of good book boyfriends out here. It's hard. You go first in this one. Okay, so for Dark, I think I'm going to have to be Blakely. From The Ritual. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think if I'm going Dark, I want multiple. So I'm going to be Winnie from The Never King. Then I get four guys, and they're all. So I think that's what I would do. But, ugh. Good choice. Yours is a good choice, though. Slightly regret mine now. <laughs> but I'll still keep it. I'll still keep it. <laughs> I probably would have picked the ritual if you had picked something else, though. All right, and then realistic. All right, so our contemporary. contemporary. I want to be Hannah from Hookline Sinker. Yeah, I know. That was going to be my first pick, too. Um, But I guess I will go... I can't remember her name. but. Lilac. Rockstars. Braxton. Braxton. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be Braxton. She was a strong female character. And I mean, she does go through a little bit of trauma, but she's also a rock star. Yeah. And you get to have multiple men. And uh, yeah. What's not to like there? I do think a runner up would be Jordan from Birthday Girl. Jordan would be a good one too. And I do like Pike. All right, Alex, what's our last fun little segment? What book do you want to be put into where you actually have to be that, those characters? And we're doing realistic and dark, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think I would want to be hook, line, sinker, Hannah. Like, if I had to be put into a realistic book, that is a pretty safe bet. I mean, she comes from a wealthy family. She has a good job. Fox is fine. She has a sister who's, like, they're close with. Like, she doesn't have a lot of trauma and, like, dramatic, crazy things happening to her. So in a contemporary setting, I think I would want to be Hannah in that book. I would have to pick uh, Caroline from Exposed by Fate. The journalism. Same kind of thing. Comes from a wealthy family. It's close with her brother. I mean, her man's is... He owns a sex club, so he could be getting... Good, good. Yeah, that would that's not a bad one either. Okay. Nothing too bad happens in that? No. No, I think we definitely I think those are the top two most realistic, non traumatic books that we've read <laughs> from this season. <laughs> Alright. So our our dark and twisty. I will become Ray from her soul to take. Oh, her soul to take. She gets sacrificed almost. That's a lot. But she doesn't <laughs> die. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> you get cut open and thrown down a shaft and then face a god. But you have Leon and you come out okay. <laughs> and less trauma in the beginning. Like, up until the events of that book, her life was pretty easy. Yeah, I agree. And it happened very quickly. So the amount of time spent in trauma is small. Compared to a lot of the other dark books we've read. Okay. Fair enough. I think I have mine. I am going to be Persephone. Draw me into that world. Yeah. I mean, she almost has to force, she's almost forced to marry someone else. She runs away for her life. She meets Hades. Becomes his number one gal. And then meet her, your mom. Yeah, but I also have really good sisters. True. 
they also crazy. Yeah. Some of them. But Hades, like, he's a good man to kind of be by your side. You know what I mean? Also, less traumatic of the less dark ones we've read. Yes. Yes. I was also, my second, I was kind of tied between Neon Gods and Scarred. Oh. That would be a cool book to get dumped into. Oh, that would be kind of good. So Sarah does have some trauma. Yeah. Throughout her whole life. Yes. A little less than But Tristan. Trauma. Oh, wait. Why did I pick him as a book boyfriend? I, I amend my top three. Okay, so who is it? Tristan. Fox. Adrian. So who did you ditch? I ditched Pike. So who would be your runner-up then? Who would be on your sub bench? Pike or Bash? Bash. Okay, so Daddy Pike, you got it there. Yeah. Sorry, baby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Tristan is a great male lead. Yeah, I like her. I, I would not be mad to be her in a book. Because she's tough. She goes through a lot. But she's tough. Well, that was fun. That was. <laughs> oh, one last update. Our reading goals for the year from Goodreads. Oh. We both did Goodreads reading challenges. Yep. My goal was 100 books. And as of today of recording, October 28th, I am at 138. Wow. Dang. Okay, so my challenge, my goal, I had 80. And currently I've read 128 books. Also freaking fantastic. <laughs> and, and Ash, again, is still in grad school. So she's having to do like mm. academic reading on top of this. Yeah, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Well, you said that you had a surprise for me at the end of this episode, and, and we're coming up on the end. So what what surprise is waiting for me? So I have a custom um, little short story for you. Okay. And it's called The Ocean Called Her. Slowly, back and forth, back and forth. The ocean reached out to her as he crashed angrily into the shoreline. He was getting closer now, but knew that even high tide wouldn't be enough to bridge the gap between them. So he continued swaying, teasing her with his rhythm. She'll come back, they always do. She did come here for me, after all. Hungry for more with every passing second, frustration built. This was different, she was different, and he couldn't wait for her calmly. Waiting seemed like an impossible task. The ocean thrust himself towards her, towards the brightly colored towel that was lying on the ground, the only thing separating her delicate skin from the sand and broken shells that covered the stretch of land, the land that trapped the ocean, and right now kept him prisoner, away from the one thing he desired. Almost instantly, her voice cut through the noise of the other beachgoers, and it was the only audible sound to the ocean. It was the only thing that mattered anymore. Do you want to go back in? As these words left her lips, they triggered in the ocean the memory of an hour before, and when he had enveloped her in his caress. The ocean's salty wetness sloshed into every curve, crashing into her, wanting to surround every part of her, to fill every part of her. He needed her again right now. Reading her was impossible. She was unlike any other woman who had ever entered into his waters. As she lifted herself from the ground, it was as if the atmosphere began vibrating at a frequency that only the ocean could feel. She was coming in. She was coming for him. And he wouldn't let her go this time. Deep, she shouted, laughing after stumbling a few steps into the rough waters. 
In his excitement to reach her, his level had risen more than she was prepared for, but she didn't seem to mind. He took this as his cue to throw himself into her, harder and harder. She didn't leave. Each time she wiped him off her face and kept coming in further. This is exactly what he wanted. <laughs> as the others seemed to be deterred by the ocean growing more violent by the second, the waters cleared out until it was just her. He had no problem with that. Writhing after the last salty slap, she composed herself and swam out further, as if to dare the ocean to try harder. Ready to oblige, he swelled until he couldn't hold it in any longer and released himself on her, catching her mid-laugh, penetrating all over at once, deep-throating her with a low moan inaudible to most. Once he had planted his salty seed, he slipped. <laughs> He slammed in in her again. Swallow, he willed. (laughs) Even though he knew she couldn't hear him, she couldn't understand anything he was saying as he diddled her into a stupor. Diddle is not written. (laughs) It is. It is. Oh my god. The pressure was too much to fight against as she let him take her, feeling the burn of the salt as it fought its way down her body. She thrashed around, completely flooded by his waters, unable to ascertain which way was up. Eventually, she was able to fight her way back to oxygen, gasping for breath, spitting out as much as she could, but most of it was deep inside of her now. And unbeknownst to her, wheels were already in motion as she was now bonded to the ocean forever. The ocean tried to call her. He loved it when she spit in him. Was she playing a game? Did she enjoy everything that was happening? Was she trying to reciprocate? He slammed into her again, pushing her backwards, spilling into the split of her femininity, burning his way through and making her his own once and for all. In this moment, she didn't know how to feel. It was unexpected and violent, but it burned so good, and she didn't want it to end. The sun was setting, and she had to leave, but she wasn't looking forward to it, and she knew she'd be back. She fought her way back to shore, soaking wet from the ocean. She looked back once more before leaving him, almost certain that she could hear someone speaking to her, but nobody was around. She was sure that she heard him calling. Muffled, it was almost indistinguishable. Under the sound of the evening breeze, it was there. The ocean called her Ashton. <laughs> I'm listening. That's it. The ocean called her Ashton. Wait, what? <laughs> um, read the um, first letter of each stanza. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Sharda wrote this? Yeah, for you, baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. That's insane. (laughs) Happy birthday and happy prank. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I can't believe Sharda wrote this. Yeah. We've been planning this for months. Did you help her write this? So what had happened was. Yeah, like, (laughs) I am so confused right now. Like, that. When Sharda and I went to the beach. Uh Uh-huh. We were just talking about, like, 
stuff, you know, everything and nothing. And just, we were in the water and like we were getting beat up by the waves and we turned it into like this weird smutty commentary commentary thing. And it was, then we started talking about like romance books and just some of the icks and trigger words that we have and start talking about like some of the things you hate and then we were like wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if <laughs> wrote ashton a story <laughs> to trigger her <laughs> and like with all of the things that she hates from romance books that is so funny yeah i mean i held it together pretty long but like i was la- like i was laughing to myself i was just was like trying not to it's just so weird also reading it like listening to somebody read you something like this is a very weird it's very different when it's out loud versus when it's just you reading it in your head Mm -hmm. the diddle it makes sense the femininity the split of her femininity that makes sense you know what for this being a joke though it's not bad. Like, it's, I don't know what's going on. No, that was the thing. Lot. Like, like Sharda's intention was to like have it be well written, but include just like just some batshit things that we came up with. That is so funny. That is so funny. That is hilarious. And we wanted like, we wanted it to end with the and the ocean called her Ashton. <laughs> and also, you can't see this. But every, like, paragraph, the letter that it, it starts with spells out, Sharda wrote this smut. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have to text her. Well, I'll see her tomorrow. We can talk about it all. I just thought this would that be a funny amazing. way to end, end season one. Yes. With a little prank. That, the fact that you guys took the time, this is a full page yeah. of writing. <laughs> I was very impressed with what Sharda did. Well, like, Sharda's just, like, very smart. Like, she could do anything, so. Yeah. She also really likes writing. Right. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No. That is fantastic. He loved it when she spit in him. <laughs> was she playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> well freaking done. Yeah. You guys, you guys, yeah. I was so nervous to do this, but also excited at the same time because it's like I don't know how this is going to be received. No, that is I didn't I didn't understand what was going on, but fantastic! I'm going to submit this to something for Sharda, some literary like competition for smut. Oh, so good! All right, that was a great surprise. That was a great way to wrap up season one. And the ocean called her. Ashton. I feel so honored. I am a, I'm, you were inspiration for a story. And I'm also like this girl. I, I'm in a story. Yeah. I do love the ocean. The ocean can ram into me anytime it wants, you know? Oh, man. That is so fantastic. Well, thank you, Sharda. Magical little wizard. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to say now. I'm all, I'm at a loss for words. I got action. Yeah. Flustered. Well, season one of Emotions of Potion has come to an end. We, we did, did it. it. Jinx. Jinx, jinx, jinx. Make sure that if you have something specific 
that you want us to cover in season two. We are taking requests. We'll be posting stuff on our Instagrams um, to try to get what you guys yeah, yeah what recommendations, you guys want to hear. things you want to hear us talk about. If you have non-book related stuff you want to hear us babble on about, let us know. Do we need to bring Shara on for an episode? I think we do. I think we have to get her to read one with us. And she can be a guest. I think that'd be nice. Because I freaking love the thing she wrote. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. 10 out of 10. Five stars. Sarah, I couldn't keep a, a straight face the entire time while reading it. No. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. I was just under the impression... I didn't want to laugh because I thought that your friend had written this as, like, a serious thing. So, like, I wanted to be respectful. I was like, I don't want to be laughing if this was supposed to be, like, someone's actual hard work. Because you told me that I had a friend who wrote something that they wanted us to share on the pod. That's all this bitch told me. <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's so, not a lie. <laughs> I just didn't tell you you were also friends with this person. <laughs> but I, I was like, I didn't want, I would have I would have been laughing. Paragraph two. It's funny because it's all the stuff that is very triggering. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. No, I loved it. Great way to end season one. Great way. Well, this was Emotions and Potions, a love slash hate letter to ourselves. To ourselves. I'm Ashton. I'm Alex. And obviously it was a love. It was a love. The, the, the short story, love. This episode, love. This podcast, love. You, love. Yeah. Me, love. <laughs> agree, agree, agree. <laughs> However many points you said, agree. <laughs> well, we will be back in the new year. January 5th. I think it's January 5th. It's the first Thursday. We'll be back. Um, and until then, bye. bye.